a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Rebels and Imperials to Force Ghost Coast to Coast. I am joined today by my friend and yours, Matt Ligori. Hey, how's it going? To talk about Star Wars The Clone Wars. Season 7 is now three episodes in on Disney+. Plus. The morning you hear this, the fourth episode will have dropped. Um, before we get to the new episodes, let's talk a little bit about The Clone Wars. Let's leave the 2D 2000, 2003 one on the side for now. Okay. Let's just talk about the... 3D Dave Filoni. Yeah, headed. we can argue about how difficult that is to do in another episode. Yes, absolutely. It, it literally sets up for this other animated series. Yes, it does. But one is canon, one is not, <laughs> and you—it's hard to find the original 2D ones. Like, yeah, um, you know, it's not on Disney Plus or anything like that. I'm lucky enough to have them on DVD. Yes, you are. No, you lent them to me, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so let's let's just get sort of into when did you start watching the Clone Wars? I started watching the Clone Wars. Well, sorry, let me ask you a question first. Did you see the Clone Wars film in the theaters? I did see the Clone Wars film in the theaters. That was my first of the prequel films that I saw in theaters. Um, or no, 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 I didn't see the Clone. I saw Attack of the Clones. I didn't. Do you mean the two D, the three D animated one? Yes. No, I actually did not see that in the theaters. Okay, neither did I. I wasn't even aware that that was out. Like, I remember I, hearing yeah. about it after the fact and saying, I'm like, huh, I might have gone to see that had I known that was out in theaters. I remember seeing the commercial because still, again, in my head of Star Wars, one of the coolest scenes is them ravening up the side of the cliff with the mm-hmm. um, rebel walkers. I don't remember. ATRTs, I think they're called. Um, but, like, the three-legged rebel walkers that they've now, like, harpooned going up the side of a cliff kind of like the wildlings climbing the wall um just kind of repelling sideways that was still is one of the coolest scenes in all of star wars from a film that no one has seen other than (laughs) very very diehard fans right i would say that's probably like what a cut above the christmas special as viewership i guess (laughs) (laughs) well it's the only star wars animated film to ever get any theatrical or actually the only Star Wars film up to that point that wasn't a numbered episode film to get theatrical release. Like the Ewok films. Were those direct to DVD? Those are those are direct to those are shown on television, oh. I believe. <laughs> direct to VHS or maybe yeah. Betamax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've never I think at least one of them was shown on TV at first. Okay. And uh, you know, and so it was it was it should have been a bigger deal, but I think the prequels were such a wet fart that people were just like, ah, I don't really need to see this right now. Yeah, and it's it's that difficult thing where the market for the Clone Wars was there. Yes. Um, because we, we talked about this, I want to say, in an episode that we did. If not, I know you and Alice have talked about it. The idea of this generational difference between Star Wars, what Star Wars mm-hmm. means yep, yep. to young viewers. For us, I feel like we saw the prequel series as garbage that was there to sell Pepsi cans um, which was the introduction to General Grievous for yep. most of us, um, was on the side of a can of Pepsi. Um, As all art is intended to be seen. <laughs> uh, but really, it just was a gimmicky scheme. But for my brother's generation, that was Star Wars to them. Mm-hmm. Star Wars was 
flashier. It was more intense. It was actual wars, not just small-scale guerrilla rebellion. Um, and I think it took Clone Wars for me to be able to see it through that lens. And I think this is kind of the same sort of thing that anybody who really has distaste for the prequels, seeing this series of Clone Wars or Rebels does kind of zoom you in and give you that kind of better view of it. Um, and I kind of regret that the Clone Wars movie didn't do that for more people. I don't know if it was bad marketing. I don't know if it was lack of interest. I don't know if it was animation style, maybe, but it didn't click. I think it's all of that. And I also think it's not that good. Like, compared to what the show went on to become... Agreed. Those episodes which were stitched together for the film are not the best of what the show was going to offer. I mean, if I recall correctly, the first episode after that is Yoda with the clones which yeah, i actually fighting really like whom by the way i don't remember asajj ventress who oh, has yes. not been introduced yet yes. if you hadn't watched the other series yes that's true forgot about that forgot ventress in that episode <laughs> but like that i remember watching that episode being like oh oh now i'm much more interested in this like that was a really fun and really yeah. different type of episode it, it, it does things that the movies never do and that this on screen has still been scared to do Yoda sees the clones as living beings, individualistic creatures. He mm-hmm. wants to see them with their helmets off. He wants to know their names. He wants to know who they are. Yeah. Because their lives matter to him. Exactly. Um, in a way that we see them matter to Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke eventually. Luke eventually. Um, which, again, we talked a little bit in the last episode about this idea of what is considered living versus non-living. Because we also right. see Anakin... And Luke have that same affinity to droids. Yeah. There's this idea of consciousness versus soul versus created creature. Right. When, when I said Luke before, I, I guess I was really talking about droids, but you just, I, I feel like Luke's affinity for all life forms is very clear. Yes. And his compassion for all life forms is very clear. Yeah. He has that animal connection that we see Anakin have. Um, I think, again, more through the. 2d animation series Mm -hmm. we have that much clearer and something we then revisit um with ezra with ezra in rebels yeah Yeah. so i did not let me back up then so when did you start watching the clone wars tv show then was it when it came out i want to say probably about 2008 when did the series come out it might have been right around then okay so i might have been watching it from because i watched the original series and then because for those who aren't really aware this is i don't know what what would you consider this the fourth iteration almost or rebirth or revival because they had the 2d series mm-hmm. that then ended we had the movie that then dovetailed into a series that then got canceled right got a half season when it was rebought by netflix stopped and now picked up again for for Disney Plus for yeah. Disney Plus after birthing a very very um direct sequel series right like it, it it just keeps on living at this point okay so the film came out in August of 08 okay and in October of 08 the series started okay so i think i started watching the series before i had seen the movie okay so you know sometime in 08 09 somewhere yeah, in that yeah, ballpark yeah. So, 
this is one of those things where I was I was the most out on Star Wars between attack between um Revenge of the Sith and the announcement of Disney buying Lucasfilm. Okay. I was just, you know, part of it was that I I think I have I have warmed to the prequels over time in part because I think there's a lot there's there's a lot of good there among the bad mm-hmm. and also I was I was 17 when the first one came out or 16 whatever it was and so I was I was at my angstiest moodiest bitchiest phase of my life yeah. and so I, I wasn't giving it the fairest of shakes and so when that was over I was just kind of done with it and then I think the little bit of the Clone Wars I had been aware of looked very kiddy to me and I felt like oh this isn't meant for me it wasn't yeah. until years later I mean I met you in 2014 mm-hmm yeah, I think around that maybe six months or a year before that, Alice had started to talk to me about the Clone Wars. And so mm-hmm. the two of you are both like, yeah. "Let's watch Clone Wars." Let's talk about these are two people whose opinions I trust very much. <laughs> I should watch the Clone Wars. And but by that time, Rebels was already going, and it felt like there was a whole lot to catch up on. But I watched all of the Clone Wars in under a year. I was mm-hmm. writing about it for Multiversity, and so that helped give me just a. Like a push. Yeah, a push and a schedule to stick to. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you're watching a show, you finish a season, you want to take a break from it. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, this didn't allow me to do that, essentially. And I, and I will say, for Clone Wars specifically, it works very strongly in arcs. Yes, it does. So, and sometimes it can get very, you don't want to jump into the next arc. Right. So because what, it, it does feel more like an anime than Star Wars. Sure. What, so, what I had done was, I think I had reviewed each of the first season's episodes, just one episode at a time. And then I went and I started doing them by arc, mm-hmm. and that made it much easier yeah, both to write good, about yeah. and to and to view. Um, and I think you know we'll we'll talk about the new episodes in a bit. But having just finished Rebels, I think that the key difference for me between the two, and maybe you'll disagree with this, is that okay. Rebels is specifically telling the tale of the six or so main characters there. And there are characters that dovetail off of that, but ultimately it's the story of Hera and Sabine and you know and, and the, the the ghost crew. That's it's their story. The Clone Wars is the story of the galaxy during the Clone Wars. So that means you get Jedi stuff, you get Sith stuff, you get droid stuff, you get political stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a much more expansive show. Agreed. A hundred percent agree. And you can tell that from the intro. Yes. The um, the World War II. Um, oh, boys at war. Yeah, <laughs> the, which I love. And yes. I love that they brought that back. As soon as I heard that newsreel thing, uh-huh. I was like, yeah. okay, this is back. Well, yep. I think it, it very much, I mean, George Lucas loved movie serials. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you go to the movies every week to see the next adventure in the Batman serial, whatever it yeah. was, and you'd watch this 10-minute thing. And the Clone Wars definitely feels like that. They are serialized stories mm-hmm. that are meant to be viewed as both as individual episodes and as part of a bigger whole. Yeah. And so I, I think it's... What I love about the Clone Wars is how expansive it does feel. What I don't love about the Clone Wars is that I think even if you like all of those elements, there are some you like more than others. Yeah. And there are times that you're like, I have four episodes of this. 
and you don't really want to deal with the four episodes of this. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. Uh, do you mean you don't like the political intricacies of Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> yeah, whenever the Jar Jar arc, you're like, oh, come on. Yeah, really? seriously. Can I skip this one? Uh, but yes, you know, I, I, I feel like the benefit of Rebels is if you like the Rebels characters, you you get five seasons. Five seasons? Four seasons. Is it five or four? I don't... However, you have however many episodes remember. of I think it's four. It's four. <laughs> I'm confirming in my head. Yeah, <laughs> you have four seasons of almost every episode involves uh -huh. at least one or two of those characters. Yeah, and even when you have the introduction of huge major characters, Maul, Vader, Leia, Ahsoka, Ahsoka it's about how it affects their journey. Yes, because yes. it really is. How did these people navigate through this rebellion, this world, this group? Yep. Um, and again, what what I love even more about it, too, is it's not just a story of the characters of the ghost crew. It's a story about their world and how mm. a world can suffer and yes. come to a brink and be reborn in the force. Right. So... Very, very, very meta for this early in a podcast. But, yes, <laughs> but yeah, but that, but it is a very different feel from what Clone Wars is. Yeah. And I think they both work, even as sister series. Yes. Um, each in very different ways. Yes, and I have not watched much of Resistance yet, but Resistance takes place pretty much like not just in one city, but on like one hangar, like one airplane hangar, and so it's bringing it even more. Zoomed in. Zoomed in to, to, huh. to one set of characters. That I don't particularly like. So I have not actually watched it. So I've watched the first six or seven episodes, and it didn't really click for me. Yeah. But Amelia has expressed interest in watching it now, and so mm. I'll probably watch them with her. Does I don't know I need to ask this on the podcast. Does she watch any of the Lego series? We have not watched those yet, no. Because there's the pre-maker adventures, right, right. but there's also a Lego series... That's like a sister series to the Clone Wars. Right. It yeah. follows Yoda, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So, so we're going to over the <laughs> summer, we're going to dig into Disney Plus. There you go. And all that stuff big time. Um, but so I'm not going to talk about my thoughts of the the new ones yet. I have I, I do have some thoughts. But what I wanted to say, I guess my my last thing I really wanted to talk about with the Clone Wars was that I think it's a little bit unfair for people like me and like you to tell people they have to watch six seasons of a show to make attack of the clones better <laughs> but like i have definitely said to people like well if you watch the clone wars the prequels are much much better yeah but like it's a lot to ask people to commit that time and energy into something mm -hmm. but when it, i it, it, not only something it really only amplifies a single scene because i will say it, from when we went and we reviewed the Clone Wars, the only part to me that mattered more Attack of the Clones is when the clones arrive on Kamino. Mm -hmm. And we even talked about that, that idea right. of like, oh, they're coming as the heroes, but no, this is the beginning of the Empire. And right. it kind of reflects them as stormtroopers, not as right. clones. You're like, that's a good moment, but I don't think you need to spend a year watching <laughs> right. a TV series to get that kind of resonation or to explain who the hell a six-armed cyborg is right you know <laughs> yeah i i do think that overall the picture of the prequels is much clearer with the clone wars as a part of it 
Agreed. And I think that it allows you some empathy for the clones because the, the films really don't treat the clones with any sort of agency or or purpose other than to be cannon fodder. Rip in peace, Cody. Yep, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and so I, I do think that it's really good from a – like Order 66 is a sad scene for a lot of reasons – but it's even sadder when you realize that these people are turning on their friends. Yeah, and that's what I'm very interested to see. I don't know if I read it and the rumor mail or something that we may see Order 66 in these episodes, that's which would be a fascinating thing to see because I think we've seen it in the movies. We saw it in the Kanan Jarrus um, comic, uh-huh. which that was also gut-wrenching. Um, so to see this with characters that we have seen on screen for so long, I can't imagine what that kind of right is going to look and like. We know, like for instance, that Rex is not does not take part in that. Correct. Uh, we find that out in Rebels. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> so what was I saying? I, oh yeah, so I, I feel like it does make Star Wars a better experience to watch all these episodes, and I also think that there probably is a way. And I know many people, including StarWars.com, have done this to try. You could probably pare down six seasons into maybe twenty essential episodes. Yeah, and then, and it's so weird because Star Wars keeps returning to the Clone Wars as their explainers. If you want to watch um, Saw Gerrera, right? You need to start in Clone Wars if you really want to dig in to what the Mandalorian was and what the that scene um, when troopers in blue, uh, Mandalorians in blue come down and save that kid, you need to watch Clone Wars. Um, if you want to know how Darth Maul goes from being chopped in half to being the leader yes. of um, Crimson Tide, you have... Yeah, not Crimson Tide. Solo. Crimson Tide is the, uh, <laughs> the Alabama football team, Crimson Dawn, right? Crimson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 it, so it ties in Solo. It ties in... Rogue One. It ties in um, other thing. It ties in um, Force Awakens. Not Force Awakens. Rise of Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Or Return Rise of, of the, no, no, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> well, kind of mishmash in the yeah. yeah. But it, it ties directly into there. So it's it is because it's so broad mm-hmm. is such a used piece to explain so many of these other corners of. Um, the Star Wars universe. And that again comes into some of that discussion we've had on the TV series versus the movies. Right. The movies are all about that kind of bang for your buck, go for broke. And then sometimes it's messier than they intended it to be. And, you know, maybe you write a novelization. Right. <laughs> or maybe you fix it in a, um, in a scene between, um, you know, Anakin his pregnant wife and Obi-Wan who clearly knows. So yes. Yeah. There's lots of ways you go about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see now that they've announced this. um, Is it the high Republic? Is it? Yeah. Is it, you know how that is the first time that we're getting something as expansive as the Clone Wars show. Project. No, it was was, was project luminous was the original title, but I think it's, the High Republic is what they're calling the. Uh, I yeah. could be wrong about that. I should, if I was. A, it's not the Old Republic. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's the High Republic. Yes, which is and it's going to have a young Yoda apparently in it. Um, 
or younger Yoda. I don't know. Yeah. But, but anyway. Really, really. <laughs> return to that well yes. real quick. But I will say that it's the first time they're trying to do, like, there's going to be comics and novels and middle grade novels and everything to try and really populate this period of Star Wars history. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Clone Wars did that all in one medium. Whereas, and more successfully than I I would argue they've done with the new series. In what sense? In the fact that if I wanted a real full picture of the new trilogy, I would need to read children's books. Right. I would need to read like sure, third yes. grade level things to understand some of the key pieces of the empire. Sure, sure. Um, novels that are good and bad mm-hmm. to get a full history of what was going on in the um, new world. Right, right. Um, that's true. Okay, that's fair. It's just, just a lot of like disparate pieces. Right. And it, the problem is that worked for the expanded universe mm-hmm. when. As I'll say, 75% of it was garbage that you could ignore. Right. You don't really need to see Wolverine take on Han Solo versus the Borg. Like, right, right, yeah. But <laughs> to make it key pieces that, again, that like to do your homework, I need to read a third grade level book to understand the Flight Academy of the Empire. That's right. frustrating. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm very curious to see if and when Lucasfilm will return to this era. Because I think that there's not much more Obi Wan story to tell from this era. You can you can tell a pre clone a pre <laughs> a pre episode one Obi Wan story a little bit of like him as a Padawan. There is some story to be told there, I guess. True, but we know they're filming one to two live action series in this genre in this timeline. Uh in which timeline? Obi, young Obi, and Darth Maul, or do they scrap the Darth Maul? Well, at this so point? young Obi's not young Obi. It's young. It's it's you McGregor on Tatooine, Obi Wan. Okay, so it's old. It's old Obi Wan. Oh man, that sounds very boring. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I've already seen on screen the one thing I want to see old Obi Wan do. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well. You're probably going to see him fuck a Tuscan Raider. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going to get bored out there yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, but no. And so it's gonna, you're going to see. And then the Darth Maul thing has not been announced yet. Okay. And, and I don't think they've said when. I mean, that's been very much rumored. I don't know if they've said when that will take place. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but overall, I, what I'm saying is I don't know if there's many more stories to tell in the Clone Wars timeline. Okay. Like during the war. Yes. Okay. Essentially. Uh, unless you're talking about characters that we haven't seen in this era. Like, for instance, I don't know how old Hera was supposed to be mm. in this. So, so you know, was Hera just a kid during the Clone Wars? Her- yeah, I would assume she's a teenager, because I get... Actually, she's a bit younger than that. Okay, so she's... Because a- her father was very involved in right. the Clone Wars. So maybe yeah. you could do a, a Syndulla family Ooh, you definitely story. Could, yeah. You know, maybe you can do... A, a more Mandalorian focused mm-hmm. thing, but those are all small stories. Yeah, and so I think that this is this twelve issue, twelve episode rather series season is going to sort of be the end of the Clone Wars era. Agreed. I think in those, if they do anything, it'd be comic related, or maybe a novel. Like a, maybe, yeah, yeah. Here, like and a, there. is there a Grievous comic? There is not a Grievous comic. That I will say, in all of Star Wars stories, I think is the most underutilized 
and the easiest to tap into with rich material. I could see that. I could also see an argument for Cad Bane. I agree. I, agree. <laughs> Cad, I, I know you love Cad Bane. <laughs> um, Cad Bane, who they still think might be in the Mandalorian season two. I can, I can only hope. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think you could do with some Qui-Gon stuff. Oh, yeah. No, you know, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that there are specific characters you could do. And I think that there's always interest in the Jedi Academy, mm-hmm. like uh, whether that's the original one or Luke's one that failed or presumably Ray's one that she's starting. Like there's always Ray's one that she starts when she gets on the Millennium Falcon and flies away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. We'll talk about that some other time. But yeah, so let's do this. Let's take a break and let's talk about our initial impressions of the first three episodes after this. Got it. Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3Cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, no bad to end Dio impressions, this is bad, what the f- and an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens. With us. And we are back with a discussion of the three new episodes of The Clone Wars. So it's important to note that these three episodes, as well as the fourth, which we have not seen yet, were all part of a, I guess it was at Star Wars Celebration 2015, they showed these like not quite, these basically storyboards animated really it looks like toys being dragged around when when yeah. you're watching it I, I i looked i watched some of it on youtube i uh stepped too far was <laughs> so not... so i i've actually watched all four of those episodes oh and... see i hadn't i don't know where the story is going i don't remember how it ends but <laughs> but because the third episode seems to kind of tie the knot yeah. like i thought episode two was done yeah <laughs> yeah my dog d was like well the two story arc is over it's yeah. like nope no like, it's oh. four okay uh, so i had already seen this a couple of years ago and i it's kind of a bummer that like, i was like all right 12 new episodes can't wait and a third of them i've seen before yeah and that's and a third of them don't have any of the story that the trailer or the hype machine right has discussed right yeah i don't yeah (laughs) the trailer was not clones uh cosplaying as gizmo cosplaying as rambo (laughs) like (laughs) that's not what i signed up for right it's well and that's like i'm trying to balance it out because like we said every clone wars season has episodes that are very like clone centric yes and so I understand the desire. And this was when season seven was supposed to be a thing. This was the first arc they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I understand you want to keep that. You want to keep the clones as part of it. All that makes sense to me. It just feels to me like maybe this would have been, excuse me, a better thing to put as the middle for. Yeah. Like hook people right away with why they're coming back. Instead of this slow build into something else. Yeah. Well, and it's weird watching it from 
Because I'm trying to think, the the series that was on Netflix was not a full season, but it was a very very interesting season because it played into the kind of running up to Order sixty six, the idea that the clones knew that things weren't right right with this war, and episode one really hits home with that a lot and i loved that part of it and i thought that was what was gonna play through to the other parts of it um but again part of the problem is watching back and forth from rebels to clone wars clone wars always hints at some really deeper issues some really darker issues even these episodes do it the idea of what does it mean when war gets brought to these peaceful, neutral civilizations. Um, What does it mean to be bred for war? Yeah. Where Rebels is much more aggressive with its kind of morality. Mm -hmm. Um, Clone Wars is a bit more kind of treads a little lighter on it. Yeah. And also, there's just some... um, That's what I'm looking for. It's hard to get super invested in a Rex story when we know Rex survives. Yeah. And that's that's the problem with anytime you're that's, and that's true. That's very you're true. jumping back and forth in timelines is that you know, not that look, I love Rex. Rex is one of the best characters in Star Wars. Yep. I'm not disparaging Rex. I just think that it doesn't necessarily grab you in the same way when you know how it ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's it's interesting though. I wonder do we see, obviously you, you would remember, but do we see in this season Rex pulling out his chip, running away? Or is that something in the in-between? I don't know. I believe that's in the in-between. I, I mean, I don't think it happens next episode is what I'm saying. Okay. I don't remember that fourth episode all that well. Because yeah. we already see Rex distrusting the war and very much distrusting the Jedi. That was my favorite piece from the first episode mm-hmm. is how little... Rex trusts in the people above him. He trusts Anakin, mm-hmm. but he doesn't trust the machinery. Does not. Yeah. yeah. That that I really like. Um so I mean that that's a hallmark of Rex as part of the rebellion too. Yeah. So um again, a great character. But again, I I think I maybe was asking for too much from the Clone Wars cuz again, Rebels gets so much clearer with its messages. Yes. It it by the time Rebels was made, it knew what its audience was, and it kind of knew how far it could push. And it also had a very firm, here's what happened beforehand, and here's what happens afterwards. Yeah. Whereas Clone Wars, although it had that in the two movies, very few characters from those movies get followed in Clone Wars, aside from Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah, true. You know, it's a lot of the clones. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of Asajj Ventress. Yeah. It's a lot of... There's, there's some Dooku in there, I guess, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but there's just... Savage. I, yeah. I, I feel like there's just more... There's more leeway in the original Clone Wars than there is in Rebels to, to divert from the path. Yeah. Any of the major characters show up in the films for three minutes. Yeah. Gr- Grievous is the head of the Galactic Rebellion and does literally nothing in... The third movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, What did you think of the idea of the Bad Batch as sort of the botched clones? Uh, So, I think it's a very poorly done trope in video games, movies, things of this nature. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are 
with the Metal Gear Solid series. I know of it. That's Something they do there. There, there's the good clone who has all the dominant genes, then the bad clone who has all the recessive genes. Where if you would know, if he had all the dominant genes, he would be very genetically messed up. So anytime, again, yeah, not he an, <laughs> not an episode of our show until Buster barks. So. Yeah, Buster is also very incensed by this idea of using biology to explain yeah. these sorts of things. I would it have like borders on eugenics. Yeah, I. <laughs> I would have almost been more like that they were. Ex- Did they explain it that they were like unsuccessful mutations? I believe. Like yeah. if they were purposeful mutations, just came out and said like, oh, these are Nazi war experiments <laughs> that we've yeah. now, you know. <laughs> yeah. One of them can smell really good. Yeah. <laughs> one of them can throw ships down. The- like, what? right. OK. I-, I thought it was goofy. Um I just didn't realize how much time we would need to physically spend with these characters. Yes. Um, it's again, it's the Clone Wars. It's it's fine. Yeah. I, I think in some ways, all of us were expecting it to be a six hour episode about either the Siege of Mandalore and yeah. Order 66 or one or the other. We had been calling it the Fall of Mandalore. Alice called it the fall of Mandalore um, a year and a half ago. Right. That's what it had been. And And now it's, yeah. Now it's like, hey, you forgot about the giant spider general, didn't you? It's like, yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, trench. Um, I I mean, part spider, part robot. Listen, (laughs) Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It's sort of (laughs) cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. That's what made me mad, too. I was like, why people like, how could Palpatine be alive? It's like, there's a half robot, half spider controlling (laughs) the... Remember how there's a droid that coughs everywhere? (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. A droid has asthma. Deal with it. Um, Yeah, so so I I don't... I thought that the, the stuff with searching for Echo was really good. Agreed. I think that there's it shows the humanity and the loyalty of the clones. Yeah. It and what was interesting was I kept expecting there to be a piece that was like I have to go after him. He's me. Mm-hmm. Because we're genetically whatever. Yeah. They, they don't really do that though. They, they they really show them as not thinking of themselves as the same as their fellow clones, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah. I I think it's an interesting choice. And I think that the emotional beat comes to an end when they save Echo. Mm-hmm. The third episode where they basically escape from a room. <laughs> like, it, it just, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if that's all that necessary. Now, again, part of this might be a financial decision. They already wrote scripts and recorded dialogue for these episodes. Mm-hmm. So these will be cheaper to produce. So maybe they can put more production value behind the back eight. Yeah. And I have to say, these look amazing. They do. They do. It, but I'm with you. It's just frustrating in the idea. We only have 12 episodes, and this is how we're spending the first four of them. I remember when Mad Men was ending, the, and there was like they split the final season in two, as all these prestige shows yeah. do. And the first two episodes of the, of the last part of the season introduced a new, like, quasi love interest for Don Draper that no one really liked. And they were all like, we have all these characters we love. We want to see how this winds up. Why are we dealing with this 
with this uh, abandoned uh, this mother who abandoned her child who's now a diner waitress in New <laughs> yeah. York. Like, yeah. and I understand that that concept, but I also feel like if this, if there's a thematic reason for this being important, I'm open to that. Yeah, we haven't seen how this is going to end yet, so we don't really know. That's true. There, there's obviously more at play with Echo. There's some sort of something that is a nefarious plan uh, with the techno union. Yeah. Which is a piece that I like. This is, from my recollection, I might be wrong, but in the visuals, because I haven't read all the books and things, there's only really the second time it's gotten into the complicated nature of, or maybe third if you count Canto Bite. The second time you've really looked into the dubious relationship between major corporations and um, the Empire, the Republic... Um, these kind of bad actors mm-hmm. pretending neutrality. We right. see it again with the gas miners in Rebels. Yes. Um, and we see it here with the techno union pretending neutrality, but really just being a piece of the puzzle of um, of the Empire. Side note, awesome droids. Yes. Those were great. They were. A little flying and yep. extra arms. I love that. I think this is the best a Star Wars cartoon has ever looked. Mm-hmm. Like these episodes in particular are just they're crisp and they really, really work. Yeah. The colors are really great on them. I've noticed that I think this colors are a little bit more um maybe more saturated, but there's just it looks really, really beautiful. Yeah. And I'm glad that the Disney machine can get behind these episodes and make them look really good. Because I think that there are times early in the Clone Wars and early in Rebels before they really figured out what they were doing where some of the animation can look pretty rough. Yeah. But here, I think it looks it looks gorgeous. It does. Yeah, it's really great. Um, I wish there was more to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, because it probably is... I, I don't want to be overly critical and nitpicky because I am so hyper aware that this is kind of the end until we see the Ahsoka Sabine animated series. Which hopefully is coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, replay this in two years, hopefully. Exactly, we'll yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is the end of what we're seeing. and something I love so much. Because, again, it had all the same faults that the old series had. Yes. This idea, I know you've talked about it, of what exactly is the power level of a Jedi? Yes. We see him get flanked by two robots that I could take down. Yes. <laughs> um, and, then, and that's supposed to be a moment of threat. Right. And then him fight a tank head to head and you're like, oh, man, Jedis really kick ass, don't yeah. they? It's like, I don't know. You or, got pinned by five of these other guys. Like, what are you talking about? Or how, like, you know, he basically takes the biggest dude and force levitates him up into that, like, mine shaft when they get out, when they escape from that room. Yeah. And, like. There are times that Jedi have a hard time lifting rocks. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it's just, and again, I know different Jedi's, different powers, whatever, but it just seems like yeah. we've talked about that before. It's yeah. the, the like, inconsistent nature of the Jedi power set. Yeah. And especially when it comes to Anakin, like, it always feels ridiculous when you put Anakin in a corner. Yeah. Like, that, what do you, what do you think's going to happen? Why, right. did he, why did he need to be saved by the goggle wearing right. clone trooper? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I do think that the the bad batch themselves could be fun. I think if this was if this was the seventh of potentially eight or ten seasons, I'd have no problem with this as the first arc. 
Yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah. It's the finite nature of the episodes that make it a little bit tough. But I do think in some ways it's good to reflect the overall series in each season. Mm-hmm. I just hope that means we don't get a Jar Jar episode. I, 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 I hope not. I'm trying to think of what he's at this point, he is um, handing has, power over in the Senate yes. to. Yes, he hasn't you know, quite killed democracy yet, but he's almost yeah, you're there. You're right, almost. Um, yeah, because we see Padme is very pregnant. So we're at the very sort of tail end. We're probably with mid. Oh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of. You, you rewatched and did the podcast on Revenge of the Sith. Right. What is the timeline of Revenge of the Sith? How quickly does that story move? Are we before I think Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Okay. From what I understand, the fall of Mandalore is where Ahsoka like completely separates herself from Anakin. Because we see in the trailer for this, yeah. she says, like, hello, master. It's good to see whatever she says mm-hmm. to him. And I feel like... By the time Revenge of the Sith happens... Oh, I got a chill down my spine thinking about that episode in season two of Rebels. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think that that is... I think that by the time we see Anakin in episode three, all of the Clone Wars have passed. Okay. The entire series, including this stuff, has passed. Okay. So... Yeah, because yeah, so- he... It's difficult to say where on his descent to the dark side he is at the beginning of revenge of the sith because it almost seems like he in three days and, and like jumps to the dark yes. side and but, that's one of my critiques of that film is that he's he's pretty much good anakin and then one day he's yeah. bad anakin well we see something happen in this series that turns him, him you think I don't know because he doesn't. He is not really turned at the start of the film. If this takes place before the start of the film, that's right. Because we see him murder a village of who us as racists have considered just monster people <laughs> right, for our right. entire lives, <laughs> who we learn from you know sign language are intelligent beings. Yes, um, <laughs> we uh, we see him that's you know, an episode g- two. genocide in episode two, which then. Padme responds by sleeping with him and marrying him. So, yeah, I don't know light side, dark side where we fit <laughs> here. But yeah, so do we think that a sense starts with the killing of Dooku? Yes. That, that... Or the homoerotic scene in the opera house <laughs> where he's maybe trying to make a <laughs> make a baby right. If we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think Palpatine could have made a female clone of himself <laughs> oh god and bring him and the skywalker line together to make an ultra jedi i thought you were going someplace very different with that i'm glad you didn't go no, where i thought you were going no no, no i thought no. you were saying would no, he create a clone that, and then have sex that, with it no 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 have his apprentice have sex with it <laughs> only slightly creepier yeah <laughs> because again if you watch the movies apparently the only jedi that matter are those two bloodlines right I mean, yeah. Rebels, you see a giant rock monster that could best any of them in the power of the Force, but yep. screw that. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> I you, digress. And you know space whales. Space whales. <laughs> um, space griffins and demons. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so I guess my last question I want to ask you before we depart here yeah. is, aside from the fall of Mandalore, aside from maybe Order 66, what are the things that you really want to see in these final 12 episodes? Besides fall of Mandalore, besides Order 66. I mean, we know Ahsoka is in it. Um, I want to see what what really breaks her um well as a jedi well let's say this so at the end of season five mm-hmm. she walks away from the jedi she does but at that point i watching that i would assume she'd walk away okay let me use the right terminology where does she break from being a jedi into being a more general force user because we would you i still would use you know rise of skywalker aside I would still use that older term of a gray Jedi to refer to Ahsoka. And I know there's books where she, like, where she gets her new lightsabers. She Mm -hmm. redeems evil lightsabers and turns them again um, to good. She she is clearly one with the Force. Well, then let me push. But not one with the Jedi teachings. No, but I don't think that the Jedi teachings are necessarily the only way to interpret being of the light like to me gray implies a lot implies dark and light together and mm-hmm. i don't know if we really have seen ahsoka embrace the dark the gray, dark and light yeah but I mean, we see it with we see it in other way and again is it's some of what is this we, we could definitely definitely talk about this like what are things that are given to just the dark side attachments love fighting for those you care about which are trademarks of um of um what is his name Hera's partner Kanan 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 Jarrus and Ahsoka like they fight for very personal reasons as well as so larger morality so does Luke that's true and that's why I think Luke that's, that's why I very much the thing that was the worst to me about Rise of Skywalker was not the dagger was not anything that made it unwatchable. It was putting into the universe the idea that Sith means bad force user, Jedi means good force user. That still bothers me a lot. Because um, Jedi is a set of teachings. Jedi is a way of life. It's a narrow path. And that's why that Luke, Luke wants walked it to end. away from. Right. And yeah. Luke, Luke says in The Last yeah. Jedi, it's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah. Which, you know, Slushman says, no, let's make this live forever. Well, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, by the end of the, uh, the Last Jedi, he sort of renegs that. Mm-hmm. He says, I will not be the Last Jedi. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, but but I think that I think he's saying that because of the conversation that he and Yoda have mm-hmm. where he's sort of realizing that Jedi doesn't have to be as narrow mm-hmm. as maybe it has been. I think I think that's really the message of Luke in The Last Jedi is that Jedi has meant this very narrow field of things. Yes. But Jedi can mean more than that. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe we're using Jedi and Force user interchangeably here. Exactly. Yeah, and that's part of the problem. Because I think Yoda in the sequel series has learned from the prequels. It was in the Jedi's rigidity mm-hmm. that they didn't see the darkness rising 
they couldn't understand their foes because they had such a narrow, narrow view of what the Force was and what a Jedi was. And we see that a little bit more open, even in Obi-Wan and Anakin, because, um, again, there can be a, this argument back and forth, this idea that Anakin's relationship with um, Padme is what drives him to the dark side, his obsession to protect, mm-hmm. his obsession to not let anyone else in his life die. Um, but in reality, it gave birth to these two people that helped save the universe. Twice. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this idea of these romantic attachments, these romantic connections. Um, and that's something I am you know, interested to see kind of moving forward is where does this relationship, how much does Obi-Wan know? Does he know that Padme is pregnant? He has to know they're married. Well, so do you think? See, this is where it gets tricky because. Hmm. In Revenge of the Sith, he's gobsmacked when he finds out that Anakin's the father. Mm-hmm. So he know he doesn't know that Anakin's the father of her child. Really? Yes. Oh, see, I didn't. And so I think. Wait, that... when when is that line uttered? Is that just covering over the fact that he just chopped him in half and left no, him on a rock? No, oh, oh, no, this is before. Before they have that battle, the last time he's with Padme, he's just been like, oh, my goodness, Anakin's the father, mm-hmm. isn't he? And he's shocked by it. So I think he knows that Anakin is too attached to Padme. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he suspects. Because, again, I mean, it's kind of like. I would imagine this is what it would be like if you were buddies with a celibate priest mm-hmm. who also has a very close female friend, if she got pregnant, your first thought probably wouldn't be it's that priest. You know, it's okay. a similar... Yeah. It's a, not that it's outside the realm of possibility, no. but just that... And despite that, we know that Obi-Wan has had romantic relationships right. before right. and struggled with. But I think that, yeah, which is something that, again, is only in the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. So what I want to see from the rest of the season is I want to see if we can a little bit into Revenge of the Sith, specifically Order 66, but also I want to see... Let me back up. When we meet Han Solo in A New Hope, the Jedi have already been reduced to a myth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see a little bit of the propaganda... That led to that because a new hope is only 18 years after revenge of the sith it's true yeah and you're, you're right because when we first see oh what is his name in the very first movie in phantom menace mm-hmm. when the trade federation realizes that jedi are there they are terrified yes um but then as we move on, we see Jedi almost wiped out by bug people on Geonosis. Uh-huh. We see multiple people whose professions it is to be Jedi hunters. Right. Because, um, you know, um, obviously, um, man, what's his name? Uh, Grievous. Mm-hmm. Also the one who I don't remember his name from Skywalker. We see whatever the role of the executioners being the Jedi Temple guard turned, Uh you know, attack dogs. So 
yeah, I wonder what where where does that shift happen right. from being the most terrifying thing in the universe to being just sport and then to being forgotten about. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that there is there is some space for sort of what the universe looks like directly after this because Rebels takes place probably a good 10 or 12 years after mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Yeah. So I would like to see a little bit of that gap bridged. Yeah. Like what I thought was so cool about the finale of Rebels was you get to know at the end of Rebels exactly where all those characters were up to mm. basically the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Battle right. of Endor, yeah. You see you see that Hera and Rex fought in the Battle of Endor. You see that you, you, you get a sense what everybody was doing. Yeah. So I would like to have a similar update, but not for the characters, but for the like the the universe, the galaxy at that point. I'd love that. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get that. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get that. But, no. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you want to see more, be confused by Revenge of the Sith. I'm yes, like, right. exactly. Um, I know that this summer you, me, and Liz are gonna watch all three prequels uh. together and and uh-huh. then record right afterwards. I am very interested. To see this, because all three of us have a different least favorite prequel movie, mm-hmm. and so I'm very interested to see. That's true. Like, yeah, ha- how we how we square that circle together. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, they are what they are. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. We're gonna do another one of these at the end of the twelve episodes. So another two months from now. But we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. We're going to be talking about the music of Star Wars. That's in the right. Episode. Uh, and then we may have a bonus episode before then. I have an idea for Matt and Liz for a short episode the next time they're here. I'm not telling them what it is. No, I, I, I was waiting to see if you're. I was going to find out with the listeners. But nope, nope. Nope. I'm going to spring on you guys. It's, it's, uh, we have to talk about it as it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. It is not about the fanfic that I'm going to write about. A clone of Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) Sheev and Shiva. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) All right. Check back in a few weeks, folks. Thanks. And remember, the Force will be with you always. Always.